0: Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little, and I am excited today to announce that my newest book, Excelling at No Limit Hold'em, has finally been released. You can get information on it at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash excelling, all lowercase, or you can just go to jonathanlittlepoker.com, and I'm sure there will be a link about it there, and you can check it out. I worked hard over the last year with 17 other professional poker players to bring all of their knowledge that I could to you. So please check that out. I've worked very hard on it, and I am indeed very proud of it. Today, for Weekly Poker Hand, episode 47, we have the pocket nines. This is from a $10,000 buy-in event. And as you can see, we are starting with 300 big blinds. If you are not watching this video on JonathanLittlePoker.com, I strongly suggest you watch it there. I understand that a lot of people listen to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, and... I listen to a lot of podcasts as well, but you will find that for the most part, watching poker hands is significantly easier than hearing them, and um, the Share My Pair poker application for iPhone makes it really easy, so that is the application I use to share these hands with you. If you want to share your hands with your friends, download Share My Pair and give it a try. It's completely free. So anyways, they fold to me in the hijacked seat with pocket nines, and so far the table has not been too crazy, although there is one loose, aggressive Asian guy who calls in the small blind, who is clearly getting out of line. Everyone else is playing pretty snug. So the flop comes 9-6-2. And at this point, the loose aggressive guy leads into me for 500 into the 700 chip pot. So what does this mean? On king 6-2, I think this could easily be a king. I think it could easily be a 2. It could easily be a 6. It could easily be a set. It could also be one of the various draws, like 5-4. Or it could be just complete error, maybe an ace high. So if this player was a really tight passive player, I think I would actually fold. And that may sound a little bit snug, but you really don't want to be getting too out of line against very tight players. But against loose guys, I think they are going to be betting a really wide range. The problem with this is is that I have to ask myself, since I know my opponent's loose aggressive, and I expect them to bet on the turn and the river a lot, can I conceivably call down on the turn and the river? And I am not entirely sure that is a fantastic play, but at the same time, you definitely don't want to set yourself up to just fold almost your entire range by the river. So sort of an interesting spot where if I call the flop, it's going to get pretty dicey. And I do decide to call. I could also raise the flop, but I don't really like raising the flop because that's going to induce my opponent to play well. Like if he's sitting here with ace four, he's just going to fold. And I don't want him to fold the ace four. I want him to continue bluffing. So by raising, I make my opponent play well. And the last thing you want to do, this is a really important poker concept that is discussed in Excelling at No Limit Hold'em, my newest book, you want to make your opponent make mistakes. You want to give them the opportunity to make mistakes. And if I raise this flop of pocket nines, I am almost forcing my opponent to play well. And that's not what you want to do. So on the turn, the opponent bets 1,500 into the 1,700 pot. So a very big bet. Ugh. (laughs) This is starting to get pretty dicey. I think this is a line a lot of players will take with a very premium hand, like a set, or maybe ace king or ace queen. Ace king or king queen. Remember, the board's king six, two, eight, and I have pocket nines. Uh, I I don't really think I can fold against this guy, though, mainly because of his image. And you have to be aware, if you are playing a loose aggressive strategy, that people know you're playing a loose aggressive strategy, and they may adjust. I don't think everyone's going to adjust, but certainly the good players will. And that's exactly what I'm doing here. I'm making a call early in the tournament in a spot where the pot's going to be getting very large. River's a four, which is not exactly a blank. It may appear to be a blank, but you have to realize my opponent's going to be leading with a lot of hands like 6-4, 4-2 four, four, maybe, 5-3, and the four nails that range to some extent. That being said, my opponent could just have 5-4 and continue to try to bluff. He does bet 3,500 into the forty seven chip, 4,700 chip pot. I'm definitely not loving this scenario, but I have a bluff catcher, and I think my opponent's going to be bluffing a lot. The thing is is that a lot of the hands that he may be bluffing with actually have a decent amount of value by the river, although he has to think whenever he bets the flop in the turn that I'm not folding too often on the river, so it's a weird scenario, right? Like, if my opponent thinks I'm not folding because he bets so big on the turn, you're going to find that when you bet big on the turn and your opponent calls, you don't have a lot of fold equity, but... If he's continuing betting because he thinks I'm not going to fold, then he should have a good value hand, but you cannot count on your opponents knowing that or assuming that, and quite often, especially if they are loose, aggressive players, they're just going to be blindly barreling. That being said, definitely do pay attention to your opponent's tendencies, because sometimes guys will bet big only with their best hands, so be aware of that. Anyways, he bets 3,500 on the river, and I elect to not fold, and he shows me nothing. He takes his cards and he deposits them in the muck, and we win a nice pot early in the $10,000 tournament. So, pretty nice. You'll find that this, whenever this scenario goes down where your opponent does run a fairly big bluff, that's often going to make him afraid to bluff you in the future. And for that reason, quite often, you get to have your way with the table. And that is actually exactly what happened in this tournament. And I ended up doing reasonably well in it. So, yeah. Yeah. That is going to be it for this week. Definitely check out the newest my newest book with all of the other poker players involved, including Phil Helmuth, Olivier Bousquet, Liv Boree, Jared Tindler, and many, many others. Check it out, jonathanlittlepoker.com slash jl excelling. I actually did an interview for that, or about, about the book with Poker News, and that's actually at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash excelling. So either way, you can find the book. Check it out, and please let me know what you think. If you've enjoyed this podcast, definitely share it with your friends.